Shalom, we're up to Mesechel Baba Kamad of Tzadi. Hey, today's Dav continues the discussion of whether we have this takona of not accepting money back from Gazlonim and of Ribis. We discuss if paying the appreciation of the thing which he stole is because Shinoi is Koine or is it a Knas? What happens if the thing which he stole went down in value? Do we knas for a shoigeg? Then we discuss whether the Gazlan is going to pay the shvach al gabe hagzela if he gets caught before the animal which became pregnant in his property actually gave birth. Does he return the fetus? As well, and we discuss a Goslin's paying for the Shvach. Is it monetary or is it the item itself? If he creates a Shvach, he gets some of that in return. Or does he get a cash compensation? We begin, the Gemara tells us that shepherds, Gaboyan, people who collect for the king, usually take a little bit, skim off the side for themselves. And Muxin have a hard time doing tshuva. They don't know who they had stolen from. I. What do they do? So the Brahsa tells us that whoever they do know they stole from, return to them. One second, I thought we don't accept the money from Gazlonim or from people who lend with ribis. Yeah, well, their job is to return it. Our job is because of the Takhanasash of him not to accept it. We want people to return what they stole. Why do they need to return it to be Yotzeidishimayim? So then why is Tshuva so hard for them? And furthermore, the Seifa of that Brisa says that for the people who they don't know who they stole from, they should do Tzarchit Sibor of Chista says, you should dig public uh, take care of public property so that the people who you stole from will get Hanah. It sounds like they really do give back. And we do take from these people. The Gemara says, well, one answer is that one is before they made this takona not to accept their payment. One is after. Or we could go like Nachman who says that when the gazela, the thing which was stolen, is no longer here. So even though we already have this takona, we could say that even the Brises post this takona. And we really shouldn't accept it. But we only don't accept it. When the gazela thing is still here, if the, the thing which he stole is gone, then he does have to be it. When he still has the gazela, now he's chayev to return it. But if that thing is gone, now we're not going to be chayev him more because of takona sashavim. I remember the original story why they made this takona. There was a wife who told her husband, if you're going to start doing truth, you're going to lose your belt. Hi, he still has the belt. Why didn't he have to return the belt itself? Elamai means he just had the money that he had bought a belt with. But he didn't have the actual thing which he stole. He bought a belt with the money he stole. The Gemara says, one second, whenever we still have the gazela, the item, the thief still has it, the Abana didn't make the takano. We make him return it. But when it comes to a beam that's stolen, we say he doesn't have to return it. We learned... Also, that if someone steals a beam and builds it into his house, he doesn't have to return it because of Takana Sashavim. You see, Takana Sashavim applies even when it's still there. The Gemara says, no, I can't bring a rat from a beam. Beams are different because since it costs so much money to destroy the entire house to pull out this central beam, 
the Rabbonah make it as if that beam isn't there and he's not have to return it. He could just pay money for it. Now we're back in Amishnah. We move on to the next case. If someone steals a cow and it's pregnant and then it gives birth in his property. What do we do with this appreciation? So the Gemara brings We had this. We're going to have it. If someone steals a rechelahu and he shears it or a cow and the cow gives birth. We have three opinions what we do with this appreciation, with this new expansion of the thing which he stole. According to her mayor, first opinion, the goslin has to pay back the shearings and the children. It all goes back to the owner. Rabbi Yehuda says, oh, he gives back the thing which he stole, the cow, the hue, and he doesn't have to give back this fetus or the wool. He just gives back the money. For it, not the shvach of it. Rabbi Shimon, third opinion, says, you look how, how, how much it would be worth with money, which, which sounds like Rabbi Huda's opinion. We're going to have to differentiate them. They're both saying you pay financial value, while Rabbi Meir says you give back everything that came out of the thing which you stole. So now the Gemara asks in Rabbi Meir, why do you say you have to return everything back to the owner? Is it because... When there's a shinoi, it doesn't make it the goslins. It's still the owner's property. Just because it has a baby, just because you shared it, it doesn't make it yours. Or maybe it has a different reason. Maybe there's a separate class that we give this goslin that he has to give it back to the owner. The nafkamina would be if it actually got worse. So the Gemara says, let's see what happens when it gets worse. We learned that if someone steals an animal and the animal gets old, or an evid, and the evid gets old, so he has to pay, according to Tanakama, he has to pay back the value of what he stole when he stole it before it got old. Maybe Mayor ever disagrees. He says with slaves, it's different because since slaves are like Karka, you can give him back the way he is now. And you don't have to give the value of the slave when you, sold, when you originally stole him. Animals, you have to pay the original amount. Now hold on, that's your mayor. If Remeyer were to hold that a shinoi doesn't change, then even the animal should be able to be given back the way it is now. Elamai Remeyer has to have another reason that it's just a knas that we give this goslin that he has to pay back the shvach. But the Gemara disproves this because Remeyer could just be talking within the Rabbonin Shita. He's saying, look, I be me, a shinoi is not a Kenyan. So even Gavi the Bahama, but you guys, the, the Chachamim, you're saying that a Shino, you hold that the Shino is Koine. So at least admit to me, when it comes to an Evet, which is like Karka, and Karka in an Exelus, that you could give him back, as is. However, there are an answer to Remeyer. That we look at an Evet like Metaltalin. So that's not a riot, what Remeyer was thinking when he says that the Goslin has to pay back Everything that comes out from what he stole. So we try another raya. If someone gives his wool to someone, to a dyer, to dye it a specific color. It's supposed to be red and he makes it black. Or vice versa. Rav Mayer says that the dyer gives him back the value of his wool. It could be medayik. Not the value of the dyed wool. You know, black wool also has a value. Red wool has a value too. But no, he gives the value of the wool which he was given. Now, if Remeir holds that a shinoi is not koine, then the wool is still 100% the owner. So the dyer would have to give him back the shvach that he put into the owner's wool, not just the value. 
So Rameir clearly holds Shino is not Koine. Or rather, he holds that Shino is Koine, and that's why he only gives back the value of the wool. What was given to him. And when, in the case of the Goslin, when it gives birth, or he shears it, that's a knas that the Chachomim give to the Goslin. Some learn this differently, that Ra flips around the shitas. And he learns that if someone steals a cow and it gets old, and the Evid gets old, he pays back according to how much it was worth when he stole it, according to Mayor. Because your mayor holds Shinoya's koina and the Chachomim. They say that by Avodim, you could give him back the way he is. So Rameir clearly holds Shinoya's koina. And we're just knassing the goslin to pay back the fetus and the wool. Our whole question was just, when we're knassing this, uh, this goslin, or in general, when they're a bonu give a knass, do they also give a knass when the guy does it beshoigig? Or do they only knass when someone does this infraction bemazed? That's our kasha now. And the Gemara gives, a ra- gives tries an, an answer from... It says that there are five people that are allowed to collect from only the the properties which have no previous owners, people who have claims on it. You're only allowed to get absolutely, uh, you know, property. You're only allowed to collect from property that has no strings attached. A.K.A. What are these five people? People are collecting Paris and Shavach Paris. Which means if a goslin steals a field and then sells it, and then the buyer comes back to the goslin to recollect what he stole, the property that he bought, right? He's like, hey, hold on. You sold me this other guy's property. Give me back my money. He's only allowed to collect from the goslin from Bnei Choyrin. Because whatever appreciation there was in the middle, that he can he can totally buy him out. It's an it's, a, it's an infinite amount. The second case is someone who is macabre on himself to support his wife, his wife's previous children. They're also they're only allowed to collect from mishukram from free items, items that have no other claims on it, because again they can claim big amounts. If someone writes a star that has no achrayas, no guarantee on it. Collecting that star. There's no insurance policy. And number five, a woman's ksuba that has no insurance policy, no achrayas also. Now, the Gemara says, who holds that leaving out achrayas in a star, that doesn't invalidate the star. You could have a star without achrayas. It's only if you want it. Just like an extra guarantee that if, if I don't have the money, you could collect it from here, from there, from that. So this is actually this her mayor. Now on this list, assuming that her mayor is saying this entire brisa, we have Paris and Schwach Paris, the buyer collecting from the Goslin who sold him the scam field. Now what is this case of Schwach Paris? We're talking about a Goslin. He steals a field from Mister A and he sells it to Mister C. Now, while C has it, he plants it off, he takes care of the field, and it goes up, it triples in value. Now, A comes and takes his field back from C. It's like, yo, that's not yours. Now, C can go to B and collect, but not the entire appreciated value of what he did to the field, but rather the amount that it was originally worth when he bought it. The Karen, that he could collect from Mishubadim. What about the Shvach, the, the stuff that he invested in the field? 
A just walked off with it because of the goslin. So that is allowed to collect from the goslin, but only from Bnei Choyren, from property that has no other claims on it. And then A can take his field back. Now we hear it's turning out that the goslin is keeping the shvach, even though the lekeach only bought this field b'shoigig. The Gemara says, we're talking about a buyer. Mr. C is an Amoret. He didn't know that the land was stolen. But A can still show up and take the shvach of the property as well. He walks over the entire field. We're knassing him on his shvach, even though it was the gig. You see, that we do put a knas on shoigig. The Gemara says, no, we're not talking about an Amoret. We're talking about a Tamachochum. And he knew. So this really isn't a proof whether we can ask a shaykh or not. This guy took the risk of buying the field, even though he knew that the actual owner could come by at any point and take it. Doesn't mean tamachochem tamachochem necessarily means someone who knew that this was a stolen field and that he's taking this risk. So the Gemara brings another lie. Oh, if you give someone dye, uh, wool to dye, and he dyes it the wrong colors, or mayor says you have to give him back. The value of his wool, not the value of his of dyed wool. Hold on a second. We assume that the guy didn't dye it the wrong color on purpose. It's a shaykh. If we were to knas him, he would have to pay not just the value of the wool. He'd have to pay back the value of his dye that he put into the wool as well. But we don't knas him. He just pays back the value of the wool. Shmami, no. That we only give a knas on a mazid, not on a shaykh. That's takar proof. Next, Rabbi Huda tells us, in a machloikas, he says that gzela, something which is stolen, you give it back the way it is now. Reb Shimon says no. You give back financial value of it. It sounds like Reb Yehuda and Reb Shimon, back in I threw a machloikas, where we had Reb Meir disagree with them. It sounds like Reb Meir and Reb Shimon are both disagreeing with Reb Meir. They're both saying that the Gazlan doesn't pay back the, shev- the shvach. The nafkamina is either, like Reb Zvid says, the shvach that happens, that appreciates on something that happened while it was in the Gazan's possession. Like if the animal becomes pregnant while he has it, and now there's more wool. So Yehuda says that belongs to the, nigzal, to the nigzal, to the actual owner. And Rav Shimon says the Gazan gets to keep that. Repopog has a different afkamina. And really everyone says that that, that shvach, that shalgabe gazela, the extra wool in the pregnancy, is property of the Gazlin, probably because of Takona Sashovin. Here the question is whether the Gazlin is going to take a cut in the appreciation which he caused in the thing which he stole. Look, he stole a thing worth a hundred bucks, he's giving back a thing worth two hundred bucks. Where's where's his profit here? It's a funny thing, but might say he gave value to the person who he stole from. So if you who the holds that it, all that appreciation goes to the Gazlin, where Rabbi Shimon holds, that he only gets a percentage. Now, even a Mishnah, if someone steals a cow and it only becomes pregnant after he steals it, then it gives birth in the Gazlin's possession, or he steals a Rechel and it grows here in his possession and he shaves it, he shears it in his possession. So now he only has to pay back the value of what he stole at the time that he stole it. Even though in the middle there was this big hump where he got a lot of value out of it, right now it's back to its original value. So it's mashma though, 
that it's only if the cow actually gave birth before he got busted, before he gave it back. But if he's busted while the cow is still pregnant, he has to give back the cow with the pregnant fetus in there. Now this week's according to Shabbat who says that the shvach that happens on the item which he stole, that he gets to keep. Uh, the sorry, Rather, it goes back to the original owner. That's why he has to return the fetus. That's a Yehuda. But according to your Papa, who learns the Machlaikas that he understands of Yehuda, if Papa says that the appreciation that happens while the Goslin has it gets to stay with the Goslin, that's neither Yehuda or Reb Shimon's Shita. So Reb Papa would have to answer that the truth is the Goslin gets to keep it even if he's busted while the cow is pregnant. We only mentioned that it gave birth because in the race show we mentioned a case where it gave birth. But the truth is, if he's busted while this cow is impregnated, the Gazan gets to keep that as well. He pays the value of what it was when he stole it. We have a bride that backs up a puppet by Favish, where Shivan says that we look how much this item was worth. And the Gazan gets to take a cut, a percentage of why he made it go up in value. Now Rav Ashi tells us that when he was by Rav Kahana, they asked the Kasha on Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon says that, you, that the Gazlan gets to take a percentage of why he made it go up in value. The question they were asking was, does he get to take cash for his services or does he take it from the item which he made go up in value? They brought a Raya from Rav Nachman Omar Shmuel who says that there are three cases where you get paid with cash, not from the item. In the case of a Bechor, where the father's property goes up in value after he dies before they actually divide it. So the Bechor doesn't get a bigger cut, he gets paid for the appreciation in cash. We have a Balchoiv who comes to recollect his debt and it had gone up in value. He just gets it in money. And number three, Balchayv who's coming to Yusoyimim to pay, to collect what he is owed. Again, he only gets paid in money. And the Rishonim explained that this Kal for a Gazlin will only be getting paid in cash. Some Rishonim say that that this is a Raya, the flip side, that the Gazlin will be able to take from the item itself. Pashtos, it's a Kal that the Gazlin will also only be paid in cash for the amount that he made the thing which he stole go up in value. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.